Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, all of you beautiful people. Jules here for WhatCulture.com. And you know what? 99% of actors take roles for just one reason. The money. The overwhelming majority of actors are ultimately jobbing performers who don't have the luxury to turn down lucrative, well-paying roles for the sake of artistic integrity. Then again, some actors are much better than others at hiding how blatantly they took the part for cold, hard cash. And in these 10 movie roles, it couldn't have been much more obvious. But what singles these performances out is the fact that they're the furthest thing a imaginable from a lazy, tired cash-in where the actor is simply exploiting their own image for a quick buck. Compare them to, say, I don't know, Jennifer Lawrence in the later X-Men movies or Bruce Willis in almost everything that he's made over the last decade, and these actors were at least gamely committing themselves fully to these roles, no matter if it was just an obvious means to a financial end. So let's take a look at them today. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 blatant paycheck movie roles that were actually awesome. Number 10. Alec Guinness, Star Wars We begin with perhaps the textbook example of a paycheck role, because despite ultimately receiving a Best Supporting Actor Oscar nomination for his iconic performance as Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars A New Hope, screen legend Alec Guinness was only in it for the moolah. Guinness was the only true name actor among the film's cast, and so was able to negotiate a pretty handsome salary for himself, receiving $150,000, double the studio's original offer, and 2% of George Lucas's box office residuals. Guinness had no love for the material, though calling it fairy tale rubbish, and referring to the dialogue as pretty ropey. Though Guinness expressed regret at taking the part during shooting, he later referred to it as a vivid experience, no doubt aided by the film's box office success and hefty financial rewards that Guinness continued to receive from it for the rest of his life. As a goodwill gesture, Lucas even upped his claim on his own residuals to 2.25%, and to date it's estimated that Guinness's estate has earned roughly $100 million in royalties from this role. Lifelong riches and an Oscar nomination for a bunch of space wizard nonsense then? Not so bad after all. Number 9. Jeremy Irons, Dungeons and Dragons Now, I'm not going to lie, I unashamedly love this terrible film. It is so bad that you have to go and watch it if you've not already seen it. And by the way, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, then why not swing by Live and Let's Dice? It's my personal gaming channel. I do Dungeons and Dragons with my friends every single Sunday. Just a quick plug there and hope you enjoy that. But anyway, let's get on and talk about Jeremy Irons, who is cast as the villainous wizard Profion, and to his credit, gives a gloriously snarling, hamming to the rafters performance, which leaves no piece of onset scenery unchewed. It is gloriously bad. Irons knows that he's starring in a dumpster fire though and he's just having fun with it, going full panto villain as he screams with relish, let their blood rain from the sky. 
Now, though he ended up receiving a Worst Supporting Actor nomination at the Stinker's Bad Movie Awards for his efforts, he's easily the most entertaining aspect of the film, and freely admitted in later interviews that he did it solely for the cash. When once asked about the film, Irons reportedly said, Are you kidding? I just bought a castle, I had to pay for it somehow. Yet rather than lazily sleepwalking his way to a payday on sheer name recognition alone, he decided to have some diabolical fun with it. And you know what? Thank God. Number 8. Marlon Brando, Superman the Movie There's no denying the sure star power that Marlon Brando brought to any production that he was involved with, good or bad. And so, being hot off the success of The Godfather and The Last Tango in Paris, Brando was able to secure himself an unprecedented payday to play Superman's father Jor-El in the 1978 Superman the Movie. For just 12 days' work, amounting to less than 20 minutes of screen time, Brando was paid a stonking 3.7 million dollars and also received 11.75% of the movie's box office, the latter deal scoring the actor around 20 million dollars. Brando's casting actually played a large part in the film getting made, and so Warner Brothers were only too happy to give him an extremely generous deal, far eclipsing that of the film's actual main star, Christopher Reeve, who earned just $250,000 to play Superman. On set, Brando was, well, pretty difficult, refusing to learn his lines and insisting instead upon reading them from cue cards, though nevertheless lent the necessary gravitas to a pivotal part, not to mention some much-needed star power to the movie. Number 7. Betsy Palmer, Friday the 13th Before she became a horror icon, Betsy Palmer had been a regular supporting player across both TV and film for three decades, not to ignore her extensive acting work on Broadway. Palmer was unexpectedly cast as Jason Voorhees' mother, Pamela, in the original Friday the 13th, with Pamela's against-type casting preventing audiences from figuring out the film's twist, that Pamela herself had been the one vengefully offing Camp Crystal Lake's counsellors. As beloved as Pamela's brief but effective work on the film is, she nevertheless only took the role which paid $10,000 to pay for a new car after a previous one broke down. Palmer famously had no love for the project, having been quoted as saying, What a piece of shit. No one is ever going to see this thing. Of course, Friday the 13th ended up being a surprise box office hit, kickstarting a franchise which saw Palmer make a reluctant cameo in the first sequel the very next year. As much as Palmer initially disdained being part of a trashy horror franchise in her later years, she ultimately warmed to her involvement, appreciating that it acquainted her with an entirely new generation of moviegoers. Number 6. Michael Sheen, Twilight Michael Sheen is one of those actors who just elevates virtually any film that he's cast in, and that was certainly the case with his role as an antagonistic vampire in the Twilight franchise. Kitted out in pale pancake makeup, a healthy long mane of hair, and coloured contact lenses with an ornate robe, Sheen couldn't look more ridiculous, and smartly decided to give himself totally over to the absurdity. How can you not love it when, in the middle of the final film's supposedly serious climax, he lets out a tension-deflating giggle? He knew exactly what brand of trash that he was starring in and just had some fun with it. By Sheen's own admission, he largely starred in the series to keep his young daughter Lily happy, and despite claiming that he actually enjoyed reading the Twilight books, it's clear as day that he did it to just keep the bills paid while working on smaller non-blockbuster movie projects. Number 5. Anthony Hopkins – Transformers The Last Night 
Michael Bay's Transformers franchise has granted obvious paycheck roles to a number of esteemed actors over the years, such as John Turturro, Francis McDormand, John Malkovich, and Stanley Tucci, but none so quite unexpectedly as Sir Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins, a giant of the stage and screen with five Oscar nominations and one win to his name, is a credit to any production that he's cast in. And despite basically being hired to spout exposition with class in the fifth Transformers movie, The Last Night, he sure seemed like he was having the time of his life. It was an unmistakable payday part for the aging vet, but as Sir Edmund Burton, the historian who knows the history of the Transformers, his performance is easily the highlight of the entire 149-minute cacophony of a film. Beyond laying out the plot, Hopkins gets to hang out with his C-3PO-esque robot butler Cogman, call a police officer a dickhead, and talk about how bitchin' one of the Transformers is. Now, in fairness, Hopkins expressed a genuine enthusiasm about working with Bay in interviews, calling him a genius and comparing him favorably to the likes of Oliver Stone, Steven Spielberg, and Martin Scorsese. Even so, the reason that actors like Hopkins gravitate towards these impossibly huge tentpoles is very clearly the fat stacks of cash that comes with them. And you know what? Why the hell not? Number four, Al Pacino, Jack and Jill. Right, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I am not saying that Jack and Jill is a good film. In fact, it is one of the worst films that I've ever watched. But Al Pacino in this film, surprisingly, is actually pretty okay. Now, there's a fair argument to be made that Adam Sandler's comedy vehicle Jack and Jill is one of the worst films of the last decade, winning 10 of its 12 Razzie nominations as it did, including Worst Picture, Worst Director, and Worst Supporting Act of Al Pacino. But you know what? Al Pacino does not deserve this because he's actually trying hard to send himself up. He's committing fully to this role. It's just a terrible role. It's a huge commentary on what legendary actors will do for money. And you have to admit, Dunkachino, the commercial that he's in, is so bad, it's utterly transfixing and you might end up laughing at it. Moreover, it's a surprisingly substantial supporting role for the Godfather actor, and one which sees him exude much more energy and enthusiasm than he has in a movie for years. While doing the press rounds for The Irishman last year, Pacino admitted that he likes to pick well-paying bad movies and tries to elevate them with his acting chops, and that he certainly did with Jack and Jill, Razzie's Be Damned. Number 3. Max von Sydow, Flash Gordon Beyond money, how else do you explain the late, great Max von Sydow, respected Swedish screen legend best known for his collaborations with director Ingmar Bergman, agreeing to play the Fu Manchu-esque villain Ming the Merciless in Flash Gordon? But at least the film is a thoroughly self-aware sci-fi B-movie, totally keen to indulge in the campy silliness of its comic strip source material, and so Max is so deliciously over the top that it fits the film's style and tone like a glove. In fact, it remains one of his best signature roles with English-speaking audiences. He's clearly having a blast throughout, with his absurd get-up and booming voice, and his sense of fun is infectious to the audience. For the entirety of his career spent working in Hollywood, Von Sydow could be relied upon to class up any blockbuster project with his sheer, transfixing presence, while doubtlessly getting paid handsomely for the pleasure. Number 2. Raul Julia Street Fighter the story of Raoul Julia's performance in 1994's Wretched Street Fighter adaptation is at once pretty heartbreaking and utterly heartwarming. Shortly before joining the film, Julia learned that he was suffering with terminal stomach cancer, and so decided to make his final acting role a splashy, lucrative paycheck role in order to provide for his family, while also allowing his young children to choose which one it would be. As fans of the Street Fighter video games, the choice was quickly made, with Julia going on to play the film's villain M. Bison with a 
delightfully campy relish. This ensured that he earned not only positive reviews in an otherwise critically mauled film, but even got a Saturn Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor. Without Julia's swinging-for-the-fences madcap performance, Street Fighter would have been an almost entirely forgettable calamity, but instead we got pure spun gold like the famously savage, for me it was Tuesday scene. And that will live forever. And number one, Robert De Niro, The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. If you thought that Robert De Niro's involvement with the Meet the Parents franchise was a blatant feat of paycheck chasing, then you need to see 2000's The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Robert De Niro not only co-produced the adaptation of the hit 50s animated series, but also starred in the film as the primary antagonist, Fearless Leader. And to be completely fair to him, Robert De Niro absolutely nailed it, donning a silly accent and subjecting himself to serious makeup and wardrobe work to resemble the villain. As aggressively mediocre as the script and director might have been, the film justifies its existence for one reason. It gave De Niro the chance to homage his own role in Taxi Driver in the most outrageously on-the-nose yet ludicrously entertaining way possible. Of all of De Niro's many paycheck roles over the last 20 years, we're looking at you, dirty grandpa, this one at least had him firing on all cylinders. Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.